0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Third Millennium Church podcast. Um, With me today is actually a really good friend of mine, John Osborne. John, how are you doing?
1: Hey, I'm doing good, man. Yeah. Happy to be here.
0: Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. I think I've known you um, probably since 2005.
1: Mm -hmm. Maybe. Is that 14 years? Yep. It was where I met you at my wedding, actually. Oh, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Because uh, my wife wanted to put a like a spotlight. Uh, what we had like dramatic lighting. It wasn't just. It was like dark lights with a spotlight. That's and right. you put like a mover on a baptismal in the back of the church. That <laughs> it, was, you were interning at. it was
0: full of water for sure. Uh, and it was like, <laughs> it was like an eight-inch ledge, and the base of the moving light was like twelve by twelve. So it was what I, it was whatever. <laughs> it worked. It worked. It totally worked. That's right. Your wedding, and we've uh, we've worked together a couple times yep. in ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically you were doing some creative art stuff and uh, I was in worship and I was doing, uh, youth ministry and we mm-hmm. were usually having a lot of fun making videos and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, just, just mm-hmm. doing some silly stuff.
1: You were basically like creative arts staff. Every time we did like a video shoot, it's like, all right, I need Garrett's help. We need to go do this thing. Yeah. And, uh, it worked out. Yeah. I remember that times. was always
0: fun. That was always fun. We even did some, uh, you know, when we worked our very first, I was an intern and you were in worship and doing some ridiculous youth ministry videos you could get away with just total shenanigans yes
1: that's where we cut our teeth that's right that's right ministry shenanigans
0: really bad camp videos and (laughs) announcement videos and getting kids to act i had
1: found i had found some of those videos like i don't know a couple years ago and i like watched them i think they were on some youtube channel somewhere you'll probably find them again but please man some some embarrassing stuff
0: oh man please do (laughs) Okay, and so now you do uh, full-time church communication at uh, 242 Church in Brighton, Michigan. Uh, Huge church, seen a ton of growth. Uh, Tell us a little bit about what you do there and kind of how you got involved in church communication.
1: Yeah, so I do kind of a myriad of things, um, but I started here um, in 2015 as the creative arts director, and I was overseeing all visual arts uh, at 242. And uh, we were just growing to the point to where we could hire some more specialized staff that could do different things. Like up until then, like many times we had one person and it was like a one person department. Sure. Uh, But now we've grown a lot. And so we've been able to add in like now we have video guys and we have audio, you know, whatever. And um, so that's been kind of cool to see that growth. And I oversaw that whole department as we grew through that. We're still growing. But um, I've kind of uh, moved out of that like everyday uh, project management into more of an oversight role as some of our staff have kind of moved up. And um, so now I oversee the weekend experience as a whole uh, and then visual arts and communications. So it's been, and actually our communications department this year just became part of our art department. Hmm. Um, At a lot of churches, the art department is kind of like a subset of communications, like on their org chart, and at 242, it's always been different where there were two completely separate departments that worked um, hand in hand. And this year, it really is more like in many churches, the art team kind of gets de- enveloped by the communications team. But that mm-hmm. actually reversed at 242, where the communications team kind of became part of the arts team. So, um, so that's been interesting. And so now I, I, I um, work alongside and oversee uh, that area as well. And uh, but I've worked hand in hand with them for a couple of years up until this point. So it's been, it's definitely through a lot of the change and the dynamics of of the nature of 242 being a community center driven church model. It's been it's had its challenges and unique moments that happen all the time. Yeah, never <laughs> so a dull It's been moment. fun, man. It, no, that, that's, that's ki- for sure.
0: That's kind of funny that you talk about uh, the different dynamic between you know, the art department and communication department. I think one of the, and this might be true of any organization, one of the difficulties of communication departments is that it's just so varied and so vast, right? So I can go to a church communication conference and I can sit through six breakout sessions and they could have nothing to do with what I do. One can be about databases. uh, One can be about communicating, you know, giving platform. uh, One can be about marketing. One can be about internal communication. One can be about creative art or worship or Sunday morning you know, I I think it's just, it's so broad and it's so difficult to kind of nail down um, what exactly church communication is and what does that mean that that person or that team actually does? How do you guys Mm -hmm. kind of um, navigate through the different um, categories and departments and different areas Mm -hmm. that someone might give oversight or leadership or serve Mm -hmm. in a different area?
1: Yeah. So, um, in our communications department, we always address there's like there's a few different um, like vo- uh, there's a few different audiences. So we have an internal audience, which is well, we actually we have a staff audience, first of all, right? which is just our staff and our bought in leaders, uh, volunteer leaders. Um, and anytime there's like a staffing change or there's a big vision piece or there's something that we want to communicate to the whole church, um, that's our first audience. And we always communicate to them first. And I think a lot of churches, especially as you grow, without somebody who's focusing on that level of communication, communication can just be really spotty if Mm -hmm. non-existent. And people say, I never know what's going on with this church anymore. And like, it's just because there's no eyes on it, you know? So that's our first audience. Second audience is our internal audience, which is our church audience. And that's, again, a lot of times vision stuff, whatever. And then there's a larger audience of external, which is like uh, our direct communities of Mm -hmm. our campuses. And each community is different. The the culture is different. Like it's funny, we're in Southeast Michigan here, uh, at 242, and our um, currently uh, the first campus that was launched is in Brighton, Michigan, mm-hmm. which is basically a suburb of like Lansing, Detroit, Ann Arbor. It's where a lot of people commute out of here to go work in those areas. Um, but then we have another campus that's almost just as large now. Um, well, it's, it's half. It, it's officially half the size, not almost just as large. But it's half the size of our Brighton campus, and um, it's in Ann Arbor, right in the heart of Ann Arbor, which is a totally different community,
0: yeah.
1: totally different culture, totally different um, every set of values. Um, and then we have our another another campus in the state capital in Lansing, again different, and Saginaw, which is north of us. So it's definitely different strategies every time we have, like, one Easter coming up it's completely different marketing strategies at each campus because they just are different communities and there's a different same voice, but hmm. slightly different packaging.
0: Yeah. What would you say, um, you know, one of the interesting things about um, church communication and even um, probably those who listen to this show is that um, the, uh, the team that oversee that could be a volunteer. It could be a church secretary. It could be uh, 10 staff members or it could be 50 staff members. Um, yeah. what do you say are some of the, um, I guess, um, maybe some core, some core values or some, some strengths that we can focus on kind of regardless of, of what, um, our communication department looks like, what is something that churches can focus in on to make sure that their, uh, communication kind of honors God, honors their community and honors their vision and mission?
1: Yeah. Well, I think what you said at the end there is, this is the most key, like making sure that you're consistently communicating the mission and the vision of the church um ultimately like it's not just about letting people know that events are going on or that you know there's been a change on staff or that there's you know a new campus opening up or whatever those things are good and they create momentum and that's a lot of fun uh, to do and important for the lifestyle of the church uh, as well as communicating you know financial like where we are financially but I think the most important thing that we can communicate is the vision of our church, the goals of our church like, the cool thing that God the cool things that God is doing at our church um, so that people can have a picture of what it's wh- like who God is mm-hmm. and what it's like to live in biblical community together. Um, and uh, we were talking kind of earlier, but like definitely creating like that 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 uh, documentary if somebody were to watch back, wow, like these are some of the cool things that God did at this church. That's engaging and gripping stories of life change. Are probably like one of the most paramount things mm-hmm, that you can mm-hmm. communicate. Um, we actually really wanted to hire a film person the first time we were hiring like a specialist in film, and the way that I was able to sell that role, the need for that role, was to say, "Hey, the top priority for this film role is telling stories, um, and so we want to call them the visual storyteller. Everything around it is is tied to stories." And it was just unanimous from leadership, everybody. Yes, we need that role. We need to tell more stories. We need to tell more stories. And still to this day, like we work on um, that's our top priority. Every project that we have, first we see, like, well, where are we at with telling stories? Are we still doing that or are we not doing that? Um, and we determine our bandwidth that way. So I think the most important role of the communications department for sure is communicating the why of your church, communicate the vision, the mission, tell stories. Tell tell the you know tell your church and the world about what God's doing. That's just that's the most engaging thing that we could possibly do. In yeah, my opinion.
0: that's huge. And, and I think that um, I don't know. I think maybe we underestimate or ch- many churches underestimate the value of talking to their congregation about what God is doing in their life, um, either in the church, but also. You know, not not necessarily so directly related to the church. Like, I went to this Bible study and this is how I would change. It could just be how God is right. working in my life. And the people yeah. who are in my small group were there to support me or, or whatever. Um, yeah. Yep. It seems like we kind of focus on, or the tendency is to be like, um, church staff, okay, pastors communicate the announcements, the sermon, and um, what events you can attend. How can mm-hmm. a church go from man, maybe the only story they've ever told is someone came up on stage one time and uh, told a story about how this church helped them and then sat back down. How can a church right. begin to find the sto- like the stories that are out there? And what is like, maybe they don't have a film person, like how can they tell those stories in a compelling way that mm-hmm. is maybe a little bit more, like you said, it's slightly more uh, lasting than just the one-time use on Sunday mm-hmm. morning?
1: Yeah. So we have... Um all of our small groups, and I know most or many churches out there have small groups today. That's one of the the best ways to care for people in smaller groups. Um, Our small small group leaders are trained and have an expectation to be pulling a lot of those stories out of their small group. So for instance, uh, we have a form on our website that you can go to as a small group leader And uh, you can fill out a story for someone in your group. Like, hey, this person shared their story. I asked their permission if I was able to share this. Um, and They said, yes, here's some of the details. This is what they shared with the group. It was amazing. And, you know, and and they just send that to us. Hmm. And then our process from there is right now our video director will take that and personally call them on the phone, even though we're a church of, like, 7,500 people. uh, That means, like, you know, realistically, even at a large church, that only means, like, three to four phone calls a week, maybe at the most mm-hmm. for these stories, um, over the course of a year, that's a lot of stories. But you know, when you take it into little bite-sized chunks, it's a little easier. And uh, so he'll call them, follow up, find a lot, you know, talk to them, you know, on the phone. Sometimes they'll get coffee, talk through the story. And then a lot of times there's different uses. So like, maybe this is a generosity story where somebody took a next step and was like, I'm just going to go from, you know, 5% to six percent. I'm working towards like a 10% tithe, but right now I can only do six. But each time I take that step, God is just like continuing to in, increase my surrender, my reliance on mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to feel that freedom of like, he is the provider for my life, not me. And we can just tell that story on stage, either from a letter or we've told it uh, from, hey, here's a conversation that we had this week that was really cool with a person. They don't have to say the name, you know, of who it is, somebody, mm-hmm. unless they want to, whatever or if it's a you know if they're a good communicator the person who's telling the story will film them and maybe use that in like a host moment and then sometimes if it's one of those stories that just totally grips you um like so there's a loss in the family and man you know i'm trusting god through this whatever we'll film those and those will be part of a message like that that fit with the theme of what we're talking about um and then we've also begun like just photojournalism like humans of new york i don't know if you've seen that on like instagram uh-huh, uh-huh. it's just Something like that, like, hey, here's just a picture of someone that we take with a nice camera or whatever, or even just iPhone portrait mode, (laughs) you know, whatever you want to do.
0: As long as you have some uh, bokeh, some blurred background.
1: That's right. So people think it's expensive. Mm -hmm. Um, But just take the picture and then like a little subtitle down there, two or three sentences of, you know, an excerpt from the story they told and uh those are some really simple Mm -hmm. ways i mean the video is a little bit more complicated i know that's 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 a bigger undertaking but you can share those stories and host moments in the message you can share it online with just a little snippet um there are ways to get creative and to continue to share stories
0: yeah that's awesome and what i love about that is at the very beginning you actually put the job of finding the stories into the hands of your small group leaders right so i mean i've been there and we've probably been there together well we've had meetings where we sit down and like who 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 has a good story you know and for better or worse the pastoral staff is sometimes kind of disconnected from the congregation of what's actually happening and so you're like you come up with like a couple names and you're like okay i'll follow up with them but which is good and that might be fruitful but i like the fact that you're like we might not even we have no idea what the stories are let's get the people who are basically the disciples of the church who are going out there and and leading small groups and loving on people and volunteering their time Let's ask them to give us those stories, and then um, we'll follow up with them. And it, it's a great way to take that that weight and that like kind of annoying brainstorming session of just thinking of people you might have had no good stories and put it in the hands of somebody else to to kind yep. of serve the church in that way.
1: It's great we're at, we're actually talking about building a story booth, okay. which might sound kind of silly. But in the lobbies of our churches, we'll have like a little like picture booth, uh-huh. and it's just a like a camera with an iPad and you push buttons or whatever, and you can just sit in there and tell your story.
0: That's awesome. And
1: we were going to have like, um, oops, sorry. I know you lost me for a second there. Um, We're going to have people just go in there on um, uh, like a weekend and push it from the stage. Hey, we got our story booth out there. And not not do it all the time, but just like as a special thing every once in a while. Just go in there, share their story, and then get like 30 of those and make like a little collage of like, this is what God's doing at our church. Like these are just the everyday stories of people. Um, But I definitely think having a good process to get stories in and then you sort them, you can tag them. Like Mm -hmm, we used mm -hmm. to tag them like, like addiction, tithing, you know, like loss, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. serving um, small group
0: community. yeah, Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and, and especially around like your vision elements, like for us, like being in a small group, being on a team is really important. So like, Team, small group, so we make sure we're hitting those, Um, and then just pull them from the shelf when we're talking about different things. Hey, we haven't had a story about somebody in a team um, for a while. Uh, Why don't we pull this, these couple of stories, give them a call, and just see if those might fit. And they do, and it's great. So those are those are things that we we often do.
0: Yeah, that's cool. Um, Why do you real real quick? A couple other some questions I want to ask, but why do you think stories are so? Effective and compelling form of communication. I mean, what is it in what is it in the in the listener and the in the viewer that's better than um, maybe something that you could plan on your Sunday service?
1: Well, I think a story is validity like it's just like yeah, the reason why Yelp and reviews and all that stuff are so huge which by the way if you're in the communications department, even even if you're not if you one of the most interesting things is to read the reviews of your church sure, yeah,
0: yeah yeah I hate <laughs> it when so like somebody weird. from Albuquerque's like I didn't like this church and well I've never been there but I don't like their
1: website it's like what are yeah, you yeah, doing yeah. Uh, From what I've heard this is I don't like it yeah. yeah um but anyway that's a whole separate issue but I think that like communicating stories especially in a way that doesn't seem honestly, like super slick and produced, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it feels authentic. And um, we're working on this with this uh, organization called Growing Young right now, which um, basically is, is taking us through like making sure that the church doesn't age, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. doing surveys of your own congregation of your staff um, to hear from the different age ranges, what's most important to them, the things that they're passionate about, what's on their heart, things that speak to them the most and they respond to the most. Um, and trying to grow young instead of growing older naturally as a church. And uh, one of the things, you know, like I fought, you and I both fought for like, we need better lights in here. We need haze. We need this to look cool. Like, why do we look so old school? Lasers. Yeah. But now that we have capacity, we have resources, we have access to fog machines and lasers and all that stuff that can actually feel really cold and inauthentic. Mm -hmm. It feels like a presentation, like a big show. Right. And a lot of times younger people, they want to come into a really warm, authentic environment where they feel like people aren't trying to be cool. They just are who they are, and they actually really respond to whatever it is they say. So I think that's the power of stories as well. Like it's if you sit down and go, okay, so we want you to say – and I actually have been on shoots before where they, they'll they say a sentence like, you know, I, that's why I was just feeling so far from, from God. And it was, wasn't until I started reading my Bible every day that it started to turn around for me. And then, you know, we would say something like, okay, instead of saying reading your Bible, can you say um, reading the 242 Bible plan? You know what I mean? Because we're yeah. trying to like push this product or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, man, that's not, but that's not authentic. Like that, right. that is a used car salesman trying to sell something. Right. Um, so a big value for us is we're not going to fix what you say. And actually, if it's a little bit sloppy, that's better because this needs to seem, not, not seem, this needs to be your story. Right. In its entirety. It's not our thing. We're stewarding the story that you're sharing with us. We're not like crafting it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and so for us, I think that that's really important. And the, and the importance in communication is like you can't argue with someone's experience, you know, of of something. Like we can say, try our kids group. Our kids group is awesome. You're going to love it. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then if all the parents come out of the kids group are like, all my kids hate your kids group, then like, what right. well, you know, but if, ever, but if we don't ever say that, but if all of our people say the kids group is amazing, then there's just a tendency for that to be legit instead of it just being our rhetoric. Yeah. So that's why we we value not not just for the health of our church, but also so that people can see how people are experiencing God on a case by case basis.
0: Yeah, that's really that's really huge. And and I think a lot of us who've been in ministry at least for the past five or six years have seen that transition from um, more produced to more authentic. Um, the mm-hmm. only, the only funny part is, is I'm sure all the executive pastors are really confused that like five years ago, like we got to get these lights and we got to get mm-hmm. this awesome mm-hmm. tech. And then now you're like, um, yeah, uh, yeah, we haven't used that in a while. I guess we could just keep it in storage. You know,
1: like <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you well, said we, we often had to say it. like, it's like, the, it's the best time ever in history to do church. I really feel that way because we have access to all these resources that so many churches have never had access to. But we will say, like, don't make it look like you've got a light board for Christmas. Like, hmm. don't just do everything because you can, you know. Right. Um, and uh, we say, like, design lighting with the lyric sheet in hand. Like, what does this song say? What, is, what are these moments communicating? And then we'll set some DNA for what that looks like for us. But, like, don't detract from that with what you design. So sure. that goes everything visual, everything, every experience that we make. We don't want to detract from what God is doing by trying to design him out of the picture yeah so
0: yeah uh on that note some of the things we talked about earlier a little bit is kind of maybe how church communication has changed over the past um you know kind of 10 years i think i think facebook came out in 2007 you know so we're kind of like at that like decade of kind of everyone fully acquiring the normal use of of technology and social media and streaming platforms um and um you know like we said we've been we've worked in ministry 2005 coming up 15 years ago over 15 years ago what uh 14 years ago uh what do you, what have you seen as been the most significant change in church communication and they don't have to be i mean they don't have to be great changes i love that you said this is the one of the best times to be doing church because of all the resources out there And I, and i agree i think the way that we can communicate so easily to such a large audience or so easily mm-hmm. to a specific audience um Uh, whether it be in your community, whether it be someone you know or someone you don't know, how you can literally run an ad uh, to a neighborhood behind your church on social media Mm -hmm. would have been Mm -hmm. a nightmare 10 years ago. Um, What are some of the most significant changes that you've seen um, in the ways churches use communication?
1: Well, I mean, definitely social media is like one of the big ones. I know that like in communications, like you go to a communications conference and like 90% of it is social media based. Right. um, Because it's the most, yeah, it's the quickest Platform, It's cost effective. You know, running a postcard to like a 20-mile radius is, you know, $20,000. But doing like a boosted social media post is like $2,000 or, you know, whatever, like $200. Right. Um, So that's definitely a huge change in communications that I've seen. Um, But there's also, because churches have gotten a lot better at – presenting themselves and also have goals to grow um, i feel like uh, definitely a big piece of the communication strategy is awareness of the church like i i remember back in the day there would be like an a-frame sign with like something scribbled on it for like hey come to our fellowship meeting next saturday you know or whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just or the sermon
0: man. title is all you yeah. can, it's all your promotion is putting the sermon Maybe. title out there to the community
1: but now it, there's a lot more accessibility to be able to create media that's engaging, um, that's cost effective, um, that you can put out there. But I would say that like I get most excited when I see churches really communicating a message about something having to do with like, reaching someone where they're at instead of just communicating service times or that their church is growing or that they have great coffee those are all good things and they do do engage an audience, but they engage an audience that's looking for a good experience at a church, but I'm most passionate and get most excited about churches that are like utilizing those platforms and those tools to engage an audience that needs Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, in a, in a way that's not so polarizing, like, you know, just skinned in this like church language that no one understands or, you know, so that's, that's, that's when I get most excited. Um, and I see churches doing that. And that's right. that's when I feel like, hey, if we keep doing that, the potential for the gospel is, I mean, we're we're only tapping into it. Like, you know, it, it could be really cool to watch,
0: yeah. I, I've seen some churches put out some some really like provocative and thought-provoking communication and art pieces that um, are getting people to uh, really reconsider uh, what church is and whether or not they should attend. and and to think right. that to think that, um, to oversimplify a well-edited graphic and photo of a person. Uh, and by definition is maybe this photo is showing a person struggling with addiction, but the photo is presented in such a, a interesting way. Um, it literally gets people to consider going to church for the first time sure. in 10 years or whatever. You know, I think that's, uh, that says the value of communication, but also like where it's come, like, I don't think if I would have thought, you know, even five or ten years ago that um, one single photo about an upcoming series could be presented in such a compelling way that would make someone consider going to church. But if you, look at the, if you look at social media and the way Instagram works and the way even promoting a single image to a specific audience, I think for sure that can happen. I think it's happening every day all across the country.
1: It's true. But I think your, your biggest communications um, outlet at your church is your people as well. And with all the pushes that we do in communications, we can control our voice and we can control everything with our people. They just do whatever they want. (laughs) It's like, they say whatever they want. So they, but luckily at two forty two, we have a lot of people who are super sold out and just bought into the vision. They understand it. And that's a big key element is if we keep our vision clear, concise, memorable, short, um, and something that can easily come up in a conversation, then it's easier for our church goers and our, our community to be vision casters for our church, to be positive mm-hmm. communication, you know, pieces for our church. Cause ultimately like, I mean, we're planning some cool stuff for Easter. I think like that it's going to be some of the most visually gripping stuff we've ever done, which is really cool. And we're going to put, put it out there as advertisements and let people know what's going on. And I think that there will be people who will be gripped by that and engaged by it. But, I know for a fact that word of mouth is way more engaging than anything we put out there. So like, how are we equipping our church to spread the word about what God's doing and tell people about our church? So I I had a kind of one, one funny moment where I was at a backyard barbecue, like a neighborhood barbecue here in Michigan. And uh, we had just given away a ton of shirts to our whole, our whole, our whole congregation that just said, uh, where I live, work and play with, um, a Michigan shape on it. Okay. And um, we often say at, at our church, go be the church where you live, work, and play. And so we gave them these shirts right before summer. Everybody went out in the summer doing all their activities whatever, with these shirts on. And um, I, they didn't know that I worked there because I worked on the inside kind of in the visual art department. And I saw this person come to the barbecue I'd never met before with the shirt on. And so I was like, hey, where would you get that shirt? You know, just kind of like <laughs> interested to see what they would say. It's and, a, you're uh, testing him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was cool because uh, it went right into like a story about, oh, it's actually from my church and we say this thing all the time and, and uh, you know, and went on the spiel about like they're in small group and different things. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. And we were talking, I was asking them, like, where do you work? All this stuff. And then they asked me back, like, so where do you work? And I was like, oh, 242. <laughs> they're like, oh, well, why oh, didn't you ask man. me all that? And I'm like, well, it's just interesting to hear like your story, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, just give me so some practice
0: kind of when someone else yeah, asks exactly. you about their shirt.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we try to do things a lot like that, like things that are conversation starters. The name 242 is a conversation starter. People always ask, like, but I think that that word of mouth piece is definitely um, something that we really need to focus on. And you don't have to have a budget Mm -hmm. at all for any communications. You don't have to have a communications person. You don't have to have any of that to be really clear on your vision and to equip the saints to share the gospel through whatever he's doing at your church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that costs nothing
0: that's huge and that's almost like the best communication advice you could give is is make sure that you can communicate your vision make sure that your congregation can communicate it in a couple sentences yeah What the church absolutely. is literally like oh tell me a little bit about that church if they can say it in a sentence that's compelling and makes sense um, that's that's the best free advertisement you can get
1: yep even when we're paying and we do postcard initiatives and pay you know crazy money for it even when we're doing that still word of mouth what our what our people say about our church is way more impactful. Personal invites are way more impactful than any postcards. Yeah. So. Well, thank um, you
0: much. Thank you so much for being on the show. I've got one final question that I like to end the show with. Um, what do you see out there as kind of like an indicator of the future of the church? Uh, what is somebody doing that you like? That maybe you're seeing them crushing it in the church world, and people are responding, or maybe it's outside the church, and, and you think that kind of looks like maybe where the church is headed.
1: Yeah, well, I think, I mean, I think a lot in video because I think video is the, one of the most engaging medias. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love um, any churches that I see that are um, doing video in a way that's documentary and not um, studio only.
0: Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
1: I think a lot of people like to watch documentaries because it's it's real stories of things that went on. Um, and I think that like we have the potential to create some of the most amazing documentaries about what it is like to be a part of a church, to be mm-hmm. a believer in the modern era than we ever have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we think about our immediate initiatives, well, we got to do this, you know, campaign to build this building, or we got to communicate this p- vision piece or whatever. Um, but if we think more long-term than that, like, how do we grow the kingdom and not just our castle? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really interesting to to take that approach and say, like, let's, let's develop these stories in a way that create, like, the most um, amazing archive of what God did. And we were talking earlier, like, if I look 10 to 15 years back at what local churches were doing, if they had any video, it was very poorly done, slapped together, unless it's like Willow Creek or a larger church that has right. like crazy resources. Then you just laugh at the outfits. Back then. Yeah, yeah. But even back then, Willow Creek, like, they had to buy like $25,000 cameras to make right. that stuff happen. But right. today, there's the whole prosumer market that's so accessible. That like churches have the ability to document what God's doing, and for us to look back at that archive and go, "Wow, look at look at what God was doing! Like, look what built this church that we're a part of now! Like, Mm -hmm. we we can look at these stories, or you know any of that stuff." So we like to try to take that approach, and I I really think that that has the potential to be really really uh, impacting um, over the long haul. Right, and 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 even in the immediate, you know, the authenticity of the stories one at a time has a, has had an amazing effect on our church, and I think it also has an amazing effect on the future church as well. So I, I really think that that is a key ingredient in what we do. I like that. It's almost like um, thinking
0: about uh, video and communication as uh, for the immediate use, but also. To someday be used, maybe to show what God has done, has done, or to show how much has changed. Remember, just like a couple weeks ago, like that ten-year photo thing on Facebook. Yeah, people were like really wanted to see the change, and they were really thought that was really interesting. And we all like that before and after. Like we, I watch. I don't know why I watched like a someone's tiny house being built in like a month and a time lapse. I'm like, why did I just watch that? You know, but (laughs) but it was fun to see the journey, right? And if we look at our communication pieces as only for the here and now, in ten years, when someone wants to go back and and show how much has changed or what God has done in their life or what God has done in the church. If we don't think about that longevity, then those things won't be there and they won't be accessible. And and that type of communication or media won't be able to be created. But if you do think of it as, as um, I mean, as simplest form as like to save it and archive it, well, imagine what future, um, you know leadership of that church can do with some of that content and present it in a creative way to show what god has done in the same simple yeah. way that the facebook photo was really interesting and fun to watch imagine yeah. a documentary in 20 years that says look what how far 240 has come in 20 years or something and showing clips and videos and and documentaries from 20 years ago transition to today that'd be really cool yeah
1: yeah, we it's our 14-year anniversary this weekend, and so we just did a quick little thing with the lead pastor. Hey, here's where we've been. Here's kind of a timeline, and we did, like, here are all the people who are in small groups, all the people who are serving on teams, total number of small groups, total baptism since the beginning of our church, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of cool to, like, acknowledge what God's been up to for the past 14 years at our church, and I love, I love doing those little time capsules every once in a while, like, hey, here's a little road marker. Here's a little road marker. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's just really cool to see when you look back at them all.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. Well, I want to thank you so much for being on the show. I've enjoyed having you on.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It's yeah. been a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Um, I mean, I guess people can follow you on Instagram. They can see your family, right? That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't have like a public, you know, pro like public speaker thing, anything like that. But yeah, at John, Osborne on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd love to connect, Yeah, but whatever. people would love um, maybe
0: ask some questions that they might have about yeah, communication. Yeah, absolutely, ask
1: questions. They can shoot me an email too at john.usborne at 242community.com, and that's spelled out, J-O-N-U-S-B-O-R-N-E. Um, feel free to email me. I mean, I give you my cell phone number. I don't care. You can call me if you want. You can get it from, <laughs> for, get it from Garrett.
0: Yeah, I'll just uh, put it right in I the show notes. More, on yeah, the, I'll just put, questions. Absolutely, that's totally fine. Just share it on <laughs> Facebook, care. your phone number. Uh, well, thank you yeah. so much. Thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. And I think it's been a lot of helpful for people to uh, just really get some, a really good perspective on where church communication is today.
1: Awesome, man. Love it. Well, thanks for having me and uh, best of luck with everything you do.
0: All right. Let's do this. See ya.
1: See ya.